What's going on, everybody? We're doing our podcast shout out for our new episode, and we're going to shout out Nurse with Words, a very interesting podcast. It's hosted by two gentlemen who happen to be stand up comics, I believe, and they have guests on their show. They talk about general bullshit, they talk about nerdy stuff, and it's a lot of fun. So, we totally recommend checking them out. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts, and they're also on Twitter and I believe they're on Facebook. So, yeah, guys, we like your show. Check them out. On with our show. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. This is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, be it blunts, be it bongs, be it pipes, whatever it is, whether it's Doty, whether it's Reggie's, whether it's vape pens, smoke it if you got it. And you're definitely going to want to get high for this one, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing Deadpool. Woo! What do you think, guys? Deadpool. 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 <clears throat> oh, man. This, this movie was so entertaining the first time I saw it. I actually saw it with my friends at their house, and it was really, 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 really funny, man. And also very cinematically adept as well. I mean, the way that the fourth wall breaks come at you, mm -hmm. you know, Ryan Reynolds' performance. It's actually intelligent. It's a very intelligent movie, in all honesty. Right, Dakota? Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have the movie playing right now in the background, as per usual. If, if you listen to the show in any capacity, you'll know that we tend to do this. And honestly, last night was... Only the second time that Robert and I have ever actually seen this movie, right? Yeah, my second time. Yeah, and it was my second time as well, and that was almost two years ago. Uh -huh. Like, I watched it when it barely came out on Blu-ray and DVD and, you know, streaming and all of that. So, I mean, it was right around the time that it had just come out, and, man, I kind of wish that I would have seen this in a movie theater. Like, did any of you guys see this in a theater? Yeah, actually. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, we watched really? it together. I nice. Yeah. You guys go to the movies for everything. Crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. seriously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, actually. I wish that I could go to see movies all the time. I mean, now that we're doing this podcast, I've already been to the movies twice this year. That's two more times than I have in the past. Yeah. Like, up till then, the last time I'd been in the movie theater was when the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie came out. That's crazy. We go to the movies all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm willing to pay a little bit extra just for that experience. Definitely. Get the popcorn, get the soda. Yeah. All that, you know, just I don't know that movie ticket. It's just, it's just, it's just part of it. It's the American dream. That's a little pricey for me, though. Yeah, the the American dream has already been priced out of my range a long time <laughs> ago, so I can only afford the movie ticket. I, I'll, I'll just go to Taco Cabana afterwards. You know, right, right, Robert? Actually, yeah, right. that's a good tradition we got going. That's our tradition whenever we do an at the theater episode now. And 
Man, I wish we could have seen Deadpool 2 in the movie theaters as well. Did y'all see it in the theaters? Yep, I saw it in the nope. theater opening night. Nice. That's nice. always great. Good. Nice. What was it like o- opening night? Oh, it was just crowded. Everybody was there, that's all. Oh, yeah. What was the uh, movie theater experience like? What was the crowd like? Like Deadpool suits everywhere. Oh, they were all excited to be there. But, yeah, everyone was excited. The the people who saw opening night were the people who were, like, really preparing for this movie. People who were, like, played games with them in it. People who, you know, who know about them already. Those people are like, oh, we have to see this movie. I'm going to be honest with you. This is really my main encounter with this character. I think I've said on the podcast before, I'm not sure that I'm not really a huge comic book guy. I was more always more of an anime nerd kind of, you know? I'm an anime gut nerd. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, we we've gotten we'll into that in the podcast I, before. But Batman. I mean, I never got in that into comic books other than stuff like maybe the occasional Batman or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic. Yeah, like Spider-Man like, comics. And and even stuff like Batman and Superman, I was mostly aware of them through the movies. More mm-hmm. than anything, and then later on through video games. Nope. That's where I learned for who Deadpool was. Oh, Ash yeah. and I, we, we remember we played Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, and that's where we that was. We used like, to play the oh, video game. Yeah, he, he was he, my he was my favorite character to play as. You know, he was in that movie or that, that game. game. The video yeah. game. Yeah, and then they nice. made a second one with him in it as well, I believe. Oh, I'm wow. sure he's in the second one. Yeah, and also it. he's in one of the Marvel versus Capcom games, like yeah. the most recent one on PS3, I believe. Yeah, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's probably a mainstay in most of those. Oh, yeah, 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 I think so. Because he's he's a pretty popular character with fans. Deadpool's just, it's very, out there. He's a very, very interesting different. character. He really um, is. He was. He's rather, more of a modern comic book superhero. He hasn't been around as long as you know the other guys have been, and that's kind of reflected here. Yeah, but of course, especially nowadays. Any talk about Marvel or any talk about Deadpool or anything like that, we have to go back to talk about Stan Lee, who passed away recently. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. man. My, I was very heartbroken by Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, he's gone. I'm going to miss his cameos. His cameos were just so awesome. Man. Yeah. They were always the best part of every Marvel movie, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's even, even been in some of the games. Yeah, wasn't he writing comics like to this day? Like uh, Sp- Spider-Man: Homecoming too. He made yeah. he made a he made a uh, a cameo appearance in the Spider-Man PS4 game. Oh, he did. They nice. did the the motion capture and everything. Wow, best Stanley cameo ever. <laughs> nice. I'm actually really really happy that they got to do that. Yeah, honestly. yeah, it's really good. It, it looks just like the. His usual cameos in the movies, it feels like it. It's awesome. Wow. Oh, man. And apparently he was a very, very decent human being, even stood mm-hmm. up against bigotry and racism and whatnot. Like he would use his little soapbox section in his comics to actually try to bring forth a positive message for people. That's yeah, awesome. I respect that. And he was a positive force in pop culture. He was a positive force in the comics industry and eventually in the movie industry even. Well, dude lived to somewhere in his 90s, right? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, so, well. I mean, he lived through all of all the major events, you know, yeah. civil rights and... And also all the major events in his respective industry as well, of course. in his art form. You know, I mean, he saw a lot of changes. He, he was the one that really kind of precipitated the whole movie uh, canon with Marvel and everything. Like, I mean, that was a lot of his spearheading from what I understand. For the, like, for the MCU? Not for the MCU, just for getting Marvel onto film, period. Onto film. Yeah, I remember the first time Marvel movies started getting popular, 
from my experience is I remember the X-Men movies were out when I was a child and then the first Spider-Man movie came out and that's what introduced me to the world of superheroes. Even going before then, there were a couple of Marvel properties that got movies that didn't really see a wide release. It was mm-hmm. by Caralco, I believe. There was a Captain America movie and there was a Fantastic Four movie. Oh, Robert, you showed me that Captain America movie. Yeah. That was actually pretty awesome. Oh, from yeah. the 90s? From yeah. the 90s. Dude, I grew up with that, dude. <laughs> it's so awesomely cheesy. Blockbuster, dude. And I think yeah. Cinema Snob did an episode on it. On that and Fantastic Four from yeah. the 90s. Dude, that is some cool stuff. Yeah. It really is. You gotta go back and watch that stuff. Dude. It's actually pretty hilarious. Honestly, it's almost the same quality as, like, the Fantastic Four movie is almost the same quality as the two movies that came out in the 2000s. Yeah, that was my childhood. Those and, movies are actually nice. pretty awesome. And Stan Lee were in those movies, and he was the best part of those movies. Cause, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, uh, there wasn't a whole lot there, honestly. They were all right. I mean, that the reboot. Yeah. The recent reboot, that was bad. But, Chris Evans, definitely. I mean... All of those movies are all part of Stan Lee's legacy. So are the many comic book characters that he created. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's see, he created Spider-Man, X-Men. He, did he co-create Deadpool or did he straight up create him? Well, Deadpool was later on, probably after Stan Lee's time as an artist. He, he mostly became, like I think, more of a public figure yeah, later but did, on. Did, but he still had a uh, hand in actually creating comics still. I think I think he, he, he played somewhat of a... A producer role, you know, like yeah, an executive. Like that. I don't, I don't know how much he drew up up until his passing, but I know I, he had like a webcomic series going on. I understand that he was still pretty prolific in drawing. Really, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Mostly, I mean, yeah. he was still making comics up to the point that he passed away, and unfortunately, he had a legal battle over. It was very, very weird. Like it, it, it involved his estate and people in his family or something like that. I think that his his actual blood got involved or something like that. I'm actually not entirely sure what happened there, but he started to go through some legal problems in the last couple of years, which was unfortunate. I mean, from what I know, his legacy was ultimately protected. I mean, I don't think that he died penniless, especially not after taking part in the sale of, of Marvel and of his properties for film rights. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know? It's just weird to think that there's not going to be Stanley cameos, like after they, the ones that they, he already filmed. After they go through all of those, yeah. that's it. There's not going to be any more. You know, earlier this year, I think Dakota and I were thinking, you know, Stanley's pretty up there. It's yeah, it's going to be sad when we, we don't see him. Just, about one day we're just not going to see him in cameos anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there it is. He's, there it is. He's filmed most of his stuff up at least to Avengers Four. Yeah. So we've got that, Wasn't plus Captain in- Marvel, maybe, probably Spider-Man Far From Home, which has been announced. I read somewhere that there are other cameos that he filmed that are going to come up in future projects. Yeah, I heard that he yeah. films a lot of them together. Yeah. Back to back, because for this in his age, you know, he, it wasn't good for him to travel a lot. So they would just travel him to where they were, where he needed to go, and he'd just film all of those in a row. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, especially for someone his age. Yeah. You know? But he was also a war veteran. I believe he served World War II, right? Really? No. I don't yeah. know. That's yeah, he was actually a veteran. Yeah, he served in the military. That is badass. Nice. Yeah. And then he, he came back and he uh, hooked up with, who was the co-creator of most of the other Marvel? Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko, yeah. He's the artist for most of them, right? Yeah, yeah. And they started, they pretty much started Marvel. I think Stanley did the story and Steve did the art. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, Stanley was more of a writer, wasn't he? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think more 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 than a drawer he, artist, he was a writer. You know, Steve Ditko also passed away earlier this year too. Yeah, I heard I heard about Jeez. that. So they're both gone now. Yeah, yeah, that's hard to swallow, kind of. Spider-Man PS4 was already made like in the memory of Steve Ditko, and so now with Stan Lee, a lot of fans are asking that they they put in like a commemoration of some sort in the game. Yeah, they should. Like pat, patch it in, like put his like some people say like they, they could put his name in the cemetery, like have like a gravestone with his name. Yeah, like make a special memorial at a cemetery cool. for him or something like that. Yeah, just if, if there's any yeah. way they could add that into the game at this point, shouldn't be that hard. I mean, they patch things on those games all the time. Yeah, like you can the... download patches for that. I'd imagine it'd be pretty easy. But yeah, and he not only did Marvel movies, he was also in a Kevin Smith movie, right, Robert? Was it Mallrats? He was in Mallrats, yeah. yeah. And that was actually a very memorable scene. He was talking with, it was Jason Lee's character, uh, Brody. Damn, that movie, I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while, but if I recall, he wanted to ask Stan Lee all these questions about all of his favorite comics, you know. But Stan Lee just wanted to talk about uh, Homeboy's love life. <laughs> he just wanted to talk about love. And what is love? It's a what is love? Love, <laughs> love is blind. Is blind. <laughs> That's right, y'all. That's right. Room reference right there. That is going to be a running theme in this podcast. Honestly, I room. think it should be. It should be. Here on out every Did episode. I hit her. I hit her. All right. No, but yeah, the Mall Rats cameo is very fun. It's really awesome to see him in that. I don't really recall if he did very many other cameos in other movies, though. I think that there was maybe a documentary or two he was in somewhere along the line. And he had a series on History Channel, remember? Wasn't he in Jay and Silent Bob? Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back? I'd never seen it, but I'd heard about I've seen I've seen that cameo. Yeah, the Mallrats cameo? Yeah, that's, that's a Jay and Silent Bob movie. That's a Kevin Smith oh, movie. Oh, okay. Those yeah. are the one and the same. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's in the VUS universe. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. that. That's the stuff we're going to be getting into on this show in the future, like very soon, hopefully. But this movie right here, Deadpool, man, what a script, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Just starting off, just the actual writing and the actual, the way that the screenplay is put together. It's really, really interesting because, I mean, it, it has to kind of depend on the fourth wall breaks. I mean, that's really what kind of keeps the movie flowing forward. It's integral to the plot. Well, yeah. see, the thing with Deadpool is none of the elements by themselves are, are particularly new or unique. Just by themselves, you know, the fourth wall breaks or the, the you know, slasher kind of anti-hero guy. But... The reason Deadpool works as brilliantly as it does, I think, I think is a number of reasons. It's the way it combines those things. It's the fact that it's marketed as a superhero movie, which we're all used to in, in this this era. Yeah. And I think it's also, it's just the charm of it, you know? I love you, Wade Wilson. We can fight this. You're right. Cancer's only my liver, lungs, prostate, and brain. All things I can live without. What if I told you we can make you better? You're a fighter. We can give you abilities most men only dream of. Make you a superhero. You just promise you'll do right by me so I can do right by someone else. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. 
One thing that never survives this place is a sense of humor. Uh, we'll see about that, Posh Spice. Oh, come on. You're gonna leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell? Why the red suit? Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. This guy's got the right idea. He wore the brown pants. Daddy needs to express some rage. Looks like old lady pants in here. Sounds like you have a dick in your mouth. Oh, motherfucker, you are hard to look at. Like a testicle with teeth. You look like Freddy Krueger face fucked a topographical map of Utah. Exactly. I'm touching myself tonight. You are haunting. You look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. Thank you. Yeah, there is something very like relatable about yeah. Deadpool. And then there's the comic callback for, for fans of the comics. You know, there's that joy of seeing their character. Even me, who wasn't really familiar. I was happy to see it because I'd heard a little bit about Deadpool and I was really interested to see more of his character. Yeah, and what a character, right? Yeah. He's he's another example of a Marvel character that for many would have been like third or fourth tier, Mm kind of like how Iron Man was, you know, and then they Mm kind of elevated him to a higher status. Yeah. Well, he had a pretty big following before the movie came out, though. They even made a game, actually. Yeah, but even so... Even to the general comic book movie going population, right. like I'm sure Deadpool wasn't particularly known that well until this movie came out. I mean, like I said, the this casual is, fans, yeah. This is yeah. really how I discovered this character. I mean, I've been aware of him for a little while, but when I actually saw this movie, I was like, oh, okay. I'd I heard about him, him, but I didn't know that much. Yeah, and I'd also seen him in some of the video games, like the Marvel versus Capcom games yeah. as well. And you can get a pretty good, you can pretty much get the gist of his character from that as well. Yeah. You know, about the chimichangas and, you know, his childlike behavior, the fourth wall breaks, all of that. And it's a pretty decent adaptation of, I mean, I wouldn't really know that well, but from what I've heard, it's a pretty decent adaptation of the comics. From what I gathered prior, and then. There's enough on the internet that you can, you can find enough about Deadpool. I think it's it's pretty accurate to the source material. Yeah, it's I think that's what makes be. it work. Yeah, it seems that way. It's it's probably the best comic to movie adaptation, you know, translation wise. Quite possibly. That, that's yeah. just a direct translation, almost nothing changed in terms of tone. 
probably next to the Dark Knight trilogy, Christopher Nolan's. That's true. Work. Yeah, I that's mean, that, really that, close. That's actually that's a pretty, point. pretty close to the, its source material. One of the things that I really, really love about this movie is the manic humor throughout. I mean, I didn't think that I could laugh this hard at a superhero movie. Yeah. I really yeah. didn't think so, unless it was like a pastiche like The Tick or something like that, you know, or a parody. <laughs> but, I mean, this transcends parody. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. if well, anything, it's a love letter to comic books and to the comic book world and the comic book movie world in general. If you guys remember, I, I called it back on our Hectic Knife mini episode. I remember I said that that was like the Deadpool of indie films or of trauma films, like low budget. And yeah, yeah, oh, that's with right. The eyes and the heads yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty succinct, honestly. I mean, when you actually see how this movie is structured and everything and how Hectic Knife is structured, I mean, it does come off kind of similar, except Hectic Knife has more of that surreal eraser head quality to it. This has moments of more slapstick insanity. Not so much surrealism. Yeah, that would know. be the main difference, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Deadpool, it, it, I think it's unique in tone. I don't think there's anything quite like it. No. Like, not even in the straight-up comedy world. Yeah. You know, maybe the closest you could get is maybe Family Guy. Like, maybe. But yeah. that's even just an approximation of that kind of humor. Just you in, know? like, absurdity. Yeah, just reveling in absurdity in general. That kind of goes back to like the Adult Swim style of humor and everything. Uh huh. And I think that that's, that's kind of an undercurrent throughout this movie. And even though Deadpool predates that type of humor, I mean, I'm not really sure if you can make a direct line between Deadpool and Adult Swim, but I mean, I could, if there is a line between there, I could see how they could connect. Hmm. Let's just put it that way. And I, the fourth wall breaking, I mean, that's integral to the humor and integral right. to the plot, as we said earlier. I mean, there's scenes where he just looks at the audience and he's just like, yeah, folks. He acknowledges his own fourth wall break within a fourth wall break. Oh, I remember that. So yeah. in essence, it's 16 like, walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 16 wall breaks. And he, and he actually calls it he he pretty much calls it out as well yeah so it's like a fourth wall within a fourth wall within a fourth yeah, wall he, I, I think i think the trope of that that's called lamp shading when you actually acknowledge a certain type of trope that's being used mm -hmm. well i mean that's what it, he was lamp shading the fourth wall break and the fourth wall break well i'll give you a little piece of information i just looked it up to, the first yeah. deadpool comic came out in 1991 oh okay the oh. first first appearance so deadpool straight out of the 90s He's a 90s comic character. That actually makes a lot of sense. That's where that comedy comes from. Yeah, because there's, there's no way that that could have come from the 80s era or the, even the golden era of comics or anything like that. There's just no way. No. I mean, yeah, that does seem like very 90s-centric humor. You're right, right. And it's just the no bars held mentality. It's Yeah. It's, they don't shy away from anything. I think prior to the film coming out, fans actually rejoiced when they heard it was going to be rated R because they realized that they wouldn't be able to do Deadpool justice unless they rated the movie R. Yeah, they had to take a lot of liberties, a lot of things they can do, you know. And that's Plus the thing, they didn't take liberties. Well, that's what I'm oh, sorry. I, they I went straight wrong. from the source They material. don't have to take liberties is what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, I'm not even aware of what kind of comic book arc this movie is based off of, if anything. Like, I mean, for all I know, this story. it's an original story? The origin story. The origin story. Like, is this all... I mean, we said it's a pretty good adaptation. Like me personally, I haven't read the comics. And like, or do we know how? Do we know what kind of arc this is? This is an X Men movie too. Like I said this is yeah, the. I, I think this is the origin story, and I think it's pretty spot on to what happened in the origin. Yeah, 
And like Robert said, yeah, this is within the X-Men movie universe. And he's also within the X-Men universe in the comics, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they're all one, all the Marvel universe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's all one. Spider-Man, X-Men, the the Avengers, they all share. It's all the same. Fantastic Four. Yeah. So hopefully, Stanley's universe. Marvel Studios can get the rights if Sony and Fox will just, you know, sell the rights to the characters with someone that'll do the most justice. Yeah. I just don't I just don't know if I want to see Disney try to do Deadpool. We already kind of have what Disney is doing with Deadpool, the PG-13 version of the second movie that's coming out. Well, I, what do y'all think about that? I don't think I think that's just a shot in the dark. I think that's just uh just to throw it out there just to expand the audience, but yeah. I don't think that they're going to take away Really? You don't think so? No, because Deadpool's far too popular the way it is. Yeah. Of course, with the way the film franchise is going, if there's not a Deadpool 3, I don't know. Maybe they could get away with it. But I feel like if they really want to keep their money, and I I feel like Disney should know that. You would think so, right? Right. I don't think they're going to shy away. I don't think that they're going to... You don't think so? Really? Nah. I don't know. I'm very iffy about all of that. Like, I don't know. I mean, Disney is just kind of notorious for really... Being shitheads. Being shitheads, but also really just sanitizing their properties, you know? Well, you know what they do with their own properties? They refuse to sell them back into the creative domain, Uh which fucks over, you know, anybody else who tells a story. After how much time is it, Bo? Do you know? Oh, like... 50 to 100 years or something like that? I think it's like something that? like, yeah, like 50 to 100 years, the character's supposed to go into the creative domain, but Disney still holds on to those. So that that's a little shady right there. Yeah, Disney is pretty much the reason why copyright law is so fucked yeah. you know, around the world, pretty much. I don't think we need a copyright law. If, if we have a creative commons, then no, we shouldn't. You know what I mean? Or, or at least it should be very limited. Yeah, I mean, I think there should be some things done to protect people's original content, but... I don't think that we need to have the system we do, you know? Yeah. Where everything is just so finicky and you can't use anything else. I don't know. And it's about to get even dicier with Article 13. It's going to get dicier. Watch what we do now. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of pop culture references throughout this. Like, I think even more so than in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, I I can see them both because, like, Marvel's been taking this route of, you know, uh, trying to be funnier, more comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies. Comedies are trying. If you watch the last yeah. few MCU movies, <coughs> they, you notice they really just and but it's, it works. I mean, it started yeah. with like what maybe Thor three, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, did it. yeah Ragnarok yeah. had a really good Infinity sense of humor. War had a lot of punchlines, and yeah. there was always a little bit of humor throughout the Iron Man series. Of course, there was a little undercurrent of that. and pop culture references as well. And pop culture references. He had a shirt well. that said, "What was his shirt? It was like Black Sabbath, I think." He yeah. Had a Black Sabbath yeah, shirt. yeah, yeah. He had a Black Sabbath shirt. On. I believe, and yeah, so there's a lot of references, just little things like that, and they've been, and this one just amplified that, you know. In, in this movie, my favorite reference is the little shout-out to Adventure Time, when he oh, shows yeah. his uh, watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. I'm a huge Adventure Time funny. fan. It's a lot of fun. And also, there's the music, you know, that's pop culture reference into itself nowadays, mm-hmm. you know. You got Shoop, X gonna give it to you. Yeah. What's the song that the movie starts off with it's some old uh, angel of the morning the angel of the morning yeah Just it's like who sings that angel. is that is that ann murray that sings that i don't know cuz the world needs more of ann motherfucking murray <laughs> we need more ann fucking murray mm-hmm. ann murray is more metal than the most metal motherfuckers that's ever existed and that's just the fucking truth 
<laughs> but yeah, what other pop culture references did y'all see in this movie that y'all can remember? He makes reference to other superhero movies, especially yes. yeah. Marvel and X-Men properties. Yeah, that's both like, in-universe and also like, pop culture by this like point. Like the Green Lantern, yeah. too. Like, just made fun of himself, right? Yeah, a very, <laughs> very self-referential humor. There's a lot of humor where he makes fun of himself. Right? Deadpool 2 really goes into the self-referential, especially in those in like, I think they reference yeah. Voltron. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, they, they reference Voltron, and that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> he goes and plays skee-ball with his girlfriend at the arcade. And right. He gets enough tickets to finally get himself the Voltron ring. And it's like, dude, I want a Voltron ring. Didn't they just release that that series on Netflix like after this movie came out? What, Voltron? Yeah. I, the the oh. new series that they just put on Netflix. I wasn't aware of it, but if they do have a new Voltron, fuck. They do. I haven't seen it, but I don't, I don't really know anything about Voltron, but I think that came out right after the Deadpool movie, so that was kind of like an influencer. Damn it. Why isn't there a Voltron movie? Robert, why isn't there a fucking Voltron movie? I have no idea. We can have a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, but not a Voltron movie? Really? Yeah. I'm still waiting for a VR Trooper movie, dude. VR Troopers. Oh, my God. What do y'all know <laughs> about that shit? I've never even heard of that. You've never even heard of VR Troopers. How about Beetleborgs? Beetleborgs. I'm sorry to lay you down, Bo. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Beetleborgs. Beetlejuice. Michael Keaton's great. Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. How's it going? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Bo? No. Beetleborgs. I just did it. Did I just it. did it. Where's Beetleborgs? Beetle Beetle I tried to stop you. Where's Michael Keaton? I want to hang out he? with Michael we Keaton. We don't want that guy <laughs> running around here. <laughs> See, we're, we're, starring and we're kind of... I think it's interesting. We're, we're kind of Deadpooling ourselves this episode, making lots of references. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? That's funny. Like, like who, who do you think would win? Deadpool or Beetlejuice? Probably Beetlejuice. Mm. You think Beetlejuice would? The Supernatural would nah, win out over, over maybe, maybe Wade Deadpool. Wilson? I think Deadpool. I could, I could see that. You think Deadpool would be able to defeat Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice yeah. is tricky, though. Deadpool's yeah. got plot yeah. armor and... and cannot die. He's like a little literal immortality, right? Yeah. Beetlejuice yeah, is yeah. dead too. Right? Death is in love with him. So. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, Beetlejuice is dead himself, though. In fact, he's an enforcer in, in the afterlife, isn't he? Mm -hmm. He has like an official like rank and everything. And if I remember correctly in that movie, if you, if you commit suicide, you're forced to do public service in the afterlife. Yeah, that movie's crazy. That movie is fucking crazy. Oh, hello. I know, right? Whose balls did I have to fondle to get my very own movie? I can't tell you, but it does rhyme with Pulverine. And let me tell you, he's got a nice pair of smooth criminals, Dan Anda. Anyway, I got places to be, a face to fix, and oh, bad guys to kill. Maximum effort. And it would have been cool if this this movie, Deadpool, would have referenced Beetlejuice. That would have been incredible. Yeah, you're hearing silence now because everybody's watching the screen. Yeah, we're watching the We're film. watching Deadpool. <laughs> we're watching the scene where Wade just got transformed into his we're Deadpool face. Pretty much the guy from Spawn. Right? Pretty much the guy from Spawn. Yeah, he's pretty uh, much Spawn, right? Yeah, that looks like Spawn's face. Yeah, in the Spawn movie. Oh, my God. God. Have you guys <laughs> seen that movie? 
Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever seen Spawn? I've never seen Spawn. John Leguizamo. Do you even know what Spawn is? I do not. Comic series too. The anime oh series. <laughs> there needs to be a new Spawn movie, ladies and gentlemen. I'll bring the VHS copy. I still got it. Oh yeah, it, it's a pile of shit, but it's a fun pile of <laughs> shit. Dude, this guy John Leguizamo's character. I mean, that is the greatest thing ever. Wasn't it the clown? Yeah, the clown. Oh fuck yeah, man. <laughs> And this has a really awesome first-person narrative structure to it. I mean, oh, yeah. it's it's the only way that the fourth wall breaks could work, that pretty much most all of the movie could work, is that it's from Deadpool's perspective. Yeah, I think in movie canon, I think I heard that Deadpool's fourth wall breaking is just like delusions of grandeur. Yeah. yeah. To fit within the movie universe. Well, I heard a theory going around the internet that the reason that the movie is the way it is is because Deadpool himself wrote it. Yeah. That's a, that's there the general go. theory, that it's pretty much just Deadpool, like, buttering himself up and making himself look better, and that he's pretty much like an unreliable narrator. That's funny. Even without that theory, it makes sense. He is an unreliable narrator. Yeah, no, that's true, yeah. I mean, really, how much of this shit actually happens? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that this is like a, a David Lynch-level mindfuck or anything, but, you know, if those are delusions of grandeur, then, you know, what's really happening and what isn't? Like, obviously, the fourth wall breaks are happening for us, but what's happening in universe? In, in universe. That's what I'm saying is I, I think they said he had some kind of condition where he imagines himself as an actor on a television screen and like that that's the in universe explanation. No, here, here's the perfect twist. This Deadpool is a basically a delusion of the Deadpool and X-Men Origins. Oh god, no. The Deadpool and X-Men Origins is making up this movie in his head to make his life a little better. No. I can see that. I don't see it. You don't see that? You uncreative bastard. You probably like green. Green's not a creative <laughs> color. It's not a creative color, no, but folks. I didn't like Green Lantern. No, Green Lantern. No. Oh, should we even mention Green Lantern? We don't. I mean, speak we're going to go. That movie. We're going to go into Ryan Reynolds' filmography here a little later. But should we even bring that movie up? You have that movie. I have the movie. Why do you have? Throw that it in movie? the garbage with Master of Disguise. Oh <laughs> damn! Is it is it Master of Disguise level bad? Really? Okay, I don't think it's that bad. I, I don't think bad. I ever saw it. Master of Disguise was painful. So, what'd you guys think of Daredevil? Uh, the, the Ben Affleck? The Ben Affleck version. Yeah. I was young. I, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, that was like 2003. Yeah, that's right. I've never were seen like, it, honestly. Y'all were little no. children or oh, whatever. Oh, that's the greatest thing. I was like eight, eight. Got I like guess. Evanescence in the whole movie. Right? Evanescence? All over really? the movie. Yeah. That's cool. Wake me Bring me back Wake to me yes. Save me. Save me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's amazing. Evanescence is, a, Evanescence is a fucking joke now. Yes, I first heard that song on like one of those Guitar Hero games. I think it was like yeah. Band Hero or something. That was the first time you heard that? Yes. They Bro, I heard that, it on the radio. They put, that, they put that in Guitar Hero? Yeah. I think what? it was like what? Band Hero. They put it in Guitar Hero. That's a good question. Yeah, wow. Right. They put so much. They had a whole game dedicated to Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, people knew who. Uh, I remember that. People knew who uh, the Beatles were just because of the Guitar Hero and stuff. It's Rock Band. Rock Band. Rock there Band did the Beatles. Now, we talked about how this movie works as kind of a comedy in a screwball manner, but how does this work as an action movie, guys? Well, the action scenes are awesome. They're amazing set pieces in this movie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because they can go over the top, they can really just crank out the... The material yeah. isn't the final set piece uh, for the final battle with Francis. Wasn't that from one of the uh, X Men movies? I mean, I heard somewhere that that was like the aftermath of an X Men battle. 
or something like that. They use the same set piece? That's yeah, crazy. something like that. It was just like the aftermath of a battle or something like that. I could be confusing the Marvel Cinematic Universe with this. I don't know. I haven't seen the X-Men movies in a while. It's been so long. Same here. It's been a minute since I've seen any of the X-Men movies. Yeah. So my memory is quite fuzzy about it. But as an action movie, I mean, it's amazing. I love... Oh, yes. I love how the dexterity that the stuntman Ryan Reynolds or whoever it is in the Deadpool costume shows during the action scenes. I mean, he's flipping in ways that you just don't see people flip. It's the, yeah. the, the scenes are, are beautiful. I mean, the yeah. it's, it's amazing to see like the when they pull off the sh- he's, these crazy shots. And you're like, how do you do that? There's the bullet scene. The and bullet. then just the very beginning introductory scene, we have the bullet scene where it shows cleverly has the the bullets counting down. Yes. How yeah. many, and he shoots exactly 12 bullets. <laughs> and he yeah. wastes a few even. I mean, he, yeah, he, he goes, he goes three, two, stupid. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. I mean, I love the choreography of the fighting as well. You know, I mean, he's he's pretty much like just a really insane ninja. Like, you know what he's you know you know what he's almost like? He's like homeboy from Samurai Champloo, Mugen. Y'all ever seen that anime? No. Y'all haven't seen Samurai Champloo? No. You plebeian bastards. <laughs> How the hell are you not going to see Samurai Champloo? You can watch Naruto, but you can't watch Samurai Champloo. I never even heard of that. Bone. God, I've heard of it. Damn it. Mm-hmm. I am apoplectic right now. <laughs> you are the worst oh weeaboos I've ever seen. I never claimed to be a weeaboo. No, weeaboo, weeaboo. I just pointed at both of them and called them weeaboos. Coda <laughs> doesn't watch that much anime, actually. <laughs> but man, I'm thoroughly entertained by the action scenes in this movie. It almost has a, and sometimes a John Woo quality to it, right? Right, Robert? Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. It kind of has that quality to it, and. It even has some of the later Mission Impossible type stunts, you know, from oh, yeah. later Mission Impossible movies a little bit. Tom Cruise stunts. Tom Cruise stunts, man. I really Doesn't he do his own stunts? He does all of his own stunts because he is insane. He might awesome. be a crazy Scientologist asshole, but he, he, he can do his own stunts. And he can stand on top of the world's tallest building, literally on the goddamn antenna and not even flinch. I've seen pictures of this. Mm, he is true. out of his mind. <laughs> I think he has a death wish. Like seriously, I think Tom Cruise has a death wish. He's got another Mission Impossible coming out, right? Oh man, like he's just like, all right, which is the stunt that's gonna take me now? <laughs> which stunt? Which one of you is gonna fuck me over? He really is the guy from Mission Impossible. He is, yeah, of course. <laughs> he he's that insane. Oh shit! I, I'm just watching the scene. Leslie Uggams was just introduced. Leslie Uggams is great in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh man, I love Leslie Uggams. And towards the middle of the movie, there's almost a little bit of a genre shift, right, guys? It almost shifts to a horror movie. What I love about that sequence is that it kind of brings up the torture porn era of horror. It kind of has that Saul vibe to it, right? Are you talking about when he goes after Francis's guys? No, no, when when he actually goes into the hospital where Francis does all the testing on makes him Deadpool. Like that's almost like a horror movie. Like Deadpool even says straight up, it's like, Oh, you thought this was a superhero movie? No, this is a horror movie. And it's pretty horrific what they do to him. Yeah. yeah. But of course the entire time he's just straight up saying just talking shit to Francis the, the whole time. Even figures out his name. Yeah, and he grabs a uh, homeboy's dry cleaning tag. He's just like, Francis. <laughs> where, where, where did he get Ajax? Did, did he get it from dish soap? Yeah, from dish soap. <laughs> <laughs> straight up from dish soap. He's known from comics as well, Ajax. Really? 
Yeah, I've heard of him before prior to this movie. Is he in the Deadpool and X-Men universe? I'm not quite sure, but I recognize the name Ajax, and I've heard it before prior to this movie. Oh, that's Jax. That's Jax, not not (laughs) Ajax. And this movie is quite a bit more graphic than we're used to seeing from superhero movies, right? Like, probably the only other movie that I could think of that was a Marvel movie and was this graphic was the first Punisher movie. There was Logan recently. And Logan came out recently, but I'm talking about the Punisher movie with John Travolta in it. Yeah. It's like, that was actually a pretty intense movie. I didn't watch that one. Y'all that. should actually check it out. I actually I don't it. think it's half bad. I've heard of it. It's actually got some interesting characters throughout. It's it's really, really cool. I, I actually recommend it. And it actually makes a good little precursor to Deadpool, even. You know, because it, it was also an R-rated superhero movie. Which, at the time, would have been, like, really risky. Yeah. Well, also, before that, you also had Blade. That's also another... I've seen Blade, yeah. R-rated Marvel movie. And that that had a lot of crazy graphic violence and profanity in it, but not at the same level as this movie. Oh, yeah. But that was, like... The, the idea of having someone with the swords and the and the whole assassin style yeah. started with Blade, you know? It did, and Deadpool, I mean, I don't know if they came out at the same time, but they sure. kind of occupy a similar space in comic yeah. geekdom, right? At least in the cinematic, I was talking like in the cinematic, in the cinematic world. world. Yeah, they occupy similar space, I think. It's, mm, I like there, There's even some funny moments in Blade, and even yeah. the later Blade movies. Like, Robert, uh, what did you think of that first Blade movie? Oh, it was the, it was the shit. The fight scene at the end with the serum dude with oh, the swords. Man. That yeah. was the shit. <laughs> That's so awesome. And the fight scene at the end of this movie was really awesome as well. Oh, yeah. Very well paced, very well choreographed. Mm-hmm. It actually had, like, interesting fights between a lot of the other, a lot of the side characters, you know, Colossus and Megasonic. But there's also a badass montage that comes up when he comes back from the dead, pretty mm-hmm. much, because he has the ability to heal. And he starts looking for Francis, and the montage that comes after that is just amazing. Like, And uh, what I like is it actually kind of dips in and out from the montage. Like, There's scenes where he actually talks to his targets as he's trying to find Francis. Like, There's that one where he's uh, fucking up those two women. Yes. And, and he's just like, I don't know, is this, is this sexist? Like, oh, I mean, wh- wh- what do I do here? <laughs> he, he's, he's actually kind of confused. And then, and then he's, and he's chasing after the guy. I'm going to kill you on a Zamboni. He's on a Zamboni. Yes. I'll kill you in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that montage is fucking seriously the greatest thing ever. I love it. Right up there with excellent montages, we have... Karate Kid. Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. You know, you're the best. All right. We got the Rocky. Rocky, yeah. Sam Raimi Spider-Man costume montage. That's a great montage. Oh, man. Were there any montages in any of the Rambo movies? Yeah, there was. What what was it? I have the tiger. No, that's Rocky. I'm talking about Rambo. Rambo. Oh, sorry. I don't think so. Really? I don't know. You wouldn't think that there would have been an awesome, like, arming montage for Rambo, right? It was just some music. Yeah. Vietnam music is about it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the Rocky movies. I just bought a four-pack with all four movies. We're going to get to them sooner or later. I don't know when. The First Blood is the greatest thing ever. Oh, it is. It is. It's fucking wonderful. Classic story of a soldier with post-traumatic stress syndrome, so we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. And this movie is Ryan Reynolds' baby, like 100%. He, he produced this movie, right? I believe so. Yeah, he's one of the executive producers, 
And he played Deadpool in the X-Men Origins movie. Now, what, what was different about that character versus the character in this movie, Ash? That scene angered a lot of fans. It really did. Because they felt like they were cheated out of Deadpool's introduction into the Marvel world, into the X-Men cinematic universe. Because you have this character who, at first, you've got Ryan Reynolds playing him, and he actually does a competent job. You can't blame the performance on Ryan Reynolds. No, of course not. He does a great job with it when he's allowed to talk, which is before he actually becomes Deadpool. And then when they bring him back, he's like this weird Project 11 that's after, and, yeah. and he's got all of the mutants' powers, and, and he doesn't even talk, which is like, doesn't break the fourth wall. None of the Deadpool qualities. It was like, just... Slapping in a character for familiarity. Well, what I heard, I think I read it on a Cracked article somewhere, was that his appearance and the, his mouth being sewed together and everything, that was actually done on purpose, supposedly as a, like an FU to somebody. I think it was like an FU to one of the creators of Deadpool. Really? Or like one of the uh, writers of the movie. It, it, it was supposed to be a huge middle finger to somebody. Really? That I didn't know. But that entrance really upset a lot of people. But then with X-Men Days of Future Past, they reset the timeline. Yeah. creating They created an alternate timeline. So that's what allows Deadpool to happen. And people have been anticipating this film for years, a proper Deadpool movie. And they really did what the fans wanted. This shit's gonna have nuts in it. Where's Francis? Run away, you know that I'll chase. Every bad guy put him right in their place. Revenge! I'm gonna give you a taste. I'm sexy as hell, but I cover my face. Salsa water and lemon for blood. Well, we're red. Don't ask. Captain Deadpool. Nah, just Deadpool. Merc with the mouth. I can't die. One foot in the grave, but I'm still alive. Try to kill me, I'll just revive them. Or you're gonna die in five minutes. 
And it all goes back to Ryan Reynolds because he understood the character, was a fan of the character beforehand, and he really wanted to make this movie badly. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is one of those actors just is the character he's portraying. He's like that Robert Downey Jr. who is Iron Man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I just don't think of anybody who could ever play that role after him. Like, who could pull off Deadpool other than Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool as much as Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, you know? Yeah, that's somebody that is going to be very, very hard to replace is Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I mean, he he was Wolverine for how many years? Like, pretty much in all of the movies, plus a few side movies. Just like 2001. And then it culminated in the movie Logan, which I'm going to admit I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen Logan. I I do kind of owe it to myself. I mean, I've seen most of the X-Men movies, so I should definitely check that one out. They refer reference it in Deadpool 2. Oh, they do? Yeah. Because oh, that, awesome. that came out right before Deadpool 2 did. Yeah, I've heard some bad reviews actually about it a little bit sometimes. I've Logan? Some yeah. I've, I've heard nothing but praise. Are you serious? I've heard, I've heard a lot of people talk bad about it. From what I've heard in cinephile circles, a lot of people really, really, really liked the way it was shot and they liked That's the way crazy. it was acted. They, they said it was a pretty well-paced film. That's crazy. Yeah, critically, I, I, I think it was praised. Um, if you talk to people, maybe they didn't like it, though, but... Yeah, I guess I'm just talking to people who don't seem to like it because I I've just heard a lot about it not being any good. You know, the the fact that I think he he dies in the movie, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, people don't like that. You know, the fact that he dies in it. I haven't heard that many people say be upset because everybody came into the Logan movie knowing what they were expecting. It, yeah, it was an R-rated gritty movie and a sad future that represents the old man Logan storyline in the comics. Yeah, I mean, if anyone didn't come into it knowing that, then they really misunderstood. It's a good point. Plus, it was was supposed to be a swan song for that character. Right. As as Hugh Jackman played him, you know? Yeah. And also for uh, Professor X as well, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that we're going to see him as Professor X again, probably ever. That is a good point, though. I think a lot of people will praise a comic book movie just because it follows the comic perfectly. But I think it's important to remember that a movie should be critiqued as its basis as a movie also. Yeah. You know, can you watch this and still enjoy it and not know anything about the comics like we did? For Deadpool passes that. It fully passes that. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I barely knew anything but ancillary information about the character, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Because as cinematically speaking, it's a well-structured movie. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly well-structured. I mean, it flows seamlessly. And the humor is, like I said, is really intelligent. Humor is intelligent. The fourth wall breaks make sense within the actual narrative yeah. and everything. I mean, it's actually well-written. Like that, That's why we started off the discussion with the screenplay and the script. Because, I mean, it's very, very deftly uh, written. Yeah. You know? And that's... I think that's what kind of elevates it above even the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies is, I mean, those are great movies, but there's just something very blah about them to me. I enjoy it. I'm really ingrained in the culture and the storylines and the characters, but I know what you mean. I mean, maybe I'm just kind of on the outside looking in, but from someone who like knows very little about comic books and their characters other than what I know from movies, I mean... This right here can totally be enjoyed outside of the fandom. Oh, yeah. I mean, completely outside of comic book fandom, and it can be appreciated in movie fandom. 
you know, because cinephiles could definitely take a lot away from this movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, especially the way that that opening action sequence was shot. I mean, there's a lot of CGI there, but there's also a lot of practical shots in that. It's good. It's good cinematography. Amazing cinematography. I mean, it just there's like no hiccups in it at all. And the color grading isn't off or anything. Like, it doesn't look too bright or too dark. There's not, like, any green tints or anything like that. It's... suit looks good, right? The suit looks fantastic. I mean, you can see every single, you know, etching marking in that suit. And also, know? I mean, the CGI doesn't look out of place. Like, Colossus's nope. character... Oh, yeah, he looks yeah. like like he's he's a real person, you know? He does, and it's incredible. And he's a, he's a funny character in his own right. Yeah, he, he plays the perfect straight man to Deadpool's bullshit. Yes, yes, but also has his own unique personality. Yeah, that really it gives the movie a lot of characterization. Yeah, he's the more wholesome superhero archetype. Yeah, and that's what he is, and that's what this Definitely. movie just kind of shits all over. I don't know if that's new to this. If yeah, that, that's a new interpretation of the character. I, I kind of felt like it was, or if that's true to the comics at all. Yeah, yeah. But, but I enjoyed his presence. Yeah. I mean, and it added a nice little connection to the previous movies as well. Yeah. That way you have some sense of, some semblance of, okay, this movie belongs to this universe. Yeah, exactly. I think the casual movie fan is actually going to be really confused. Yeah. That's what's kind of hard about superhero movies is that even as a casual fan, you have to understand, oh, okay, well, this is Marvel, but this is also Marvel, but they're not the same universe. And then this is DC, which is nothing to, you know? And yeah, It yeah. must be kind of confusing for most people to keep track of, because right now, even, even it's not just Marvel and DC, but you've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you've got the X-Men with Fox's franchise, yeah, X-Men Universe, which Deadpool takes place in, and then you got whatever the hell Sony's doing. I, with <laughs> DC? Yeah. Or with what? Marvel. With Marvel. Marvel. Sony oh, yeah, Sony exactly. has the rights to Spider-Man, but the current iteration of Spider-Man with Tom Holland is also a property of the MCU, so it's shared. But everything else that's happening, like uh, Into the Spider-Verse, Venom, those are Sony. None only. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually looking forward to the Into the Spider-Verse. That movie. looks really good. I've heard like rave reviews on that. I'm happy, but I'm also disappointed that Sony's actually producing good movies now. Because I, I heard Venom was pretty good, too, actually. It kind of disappoints me a little bit, though, because I want Sony to flop so they just sell the rights to yeah. Marvel. But at the yeah. same time, if they can produce a good movie, you know, well, let them have a good movie. Yeah, I'm all for that, like 100%. I, mean, I just, it would be better for continuity reasons to have it all in the same hands. Yeah, it would be. But once again, I just don't know if I want it in Disney's hands. I just don't know, man. I don't well, know if this I don't know if these properties would thrive being sanitized in any sense. Deadpool could actually work because they could easily explain Deadpool and, and keep can keep the same canon and then just introduce him into another universe somehow. You really uh -huh. think so? I think so. Hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, that, I like, in, oh, in universe anyway. I don't know if the tone would work, but in universe, they could totally. There, there's no reason to ever replace Ryan Reynolds. Oh, of course not. No. Now this movie had a pretty decent critical and audience reception, didn't it? It was like what eighty percent critics, ninety something percent audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Was, yeah, just about it was like eighty four Rotten Tomato. And then, yeah, I think it was like 90. Now, Dakota, why do you think that there's that discrepancy? 
critics usually have a lot more to say. That's I think true. I think normal the regular people they don't really look at everything like like a critic does. Right. Exactly. They they look at things as just you know they don't focus on the cinematography that we see here. You know they don't they don't notice that you know how much CGI was put into this. They just watch the movie and are enjoyed by it. You know. Yeah. In in many ways, I mean that's the point of movies, but it's also kind of problematic when you're actually trying to put forth something of a real cinematic statement. And that's yeah. what I see this movie as. This movie is an actual statement about superhero movies in general. It's a good yeah. point. I mean, that's kind of what I feel it is. It's it's very much a satire of superhero movies. Totally, a satire right. of the superhero genre. Yeah. And that's that's ultimately the point of Deadpool in general. It came during the perfect time it really in cinema did. history. Yeah. I, I don't see this working in the 90s. I don't even see this working as early as... You know, like the Sam Raimi films. Yeah, yeah. You know, or the or, or the previous X Men movies, which this is in the same universe of. Yeah, but I mean, the only reason that this movie could work within that universe is because they developed that universe so well. I mean, they've had right. some hiccups in previous movies, but they did kind of take that storyline to its logical conclusion and even further. Yeah, know? I enjoy all the X Men movies actually, even the ones that are are panned. Yeah. I, I enjoy all of them. I, I enjoy yeah. that there's a story. I don't think I could watch a superhero movie. Well, actually, I take that back. There are some superhero yeah. movies that we'd like to forget, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. for the most part, I can enjoy. I can enjoy something that has a decent, coherent storyline. Um, but Deadpool really stands out for me. Yeah. Deadpool is it's really something unique, and it's becoming ingrained in even the casual moviegoer's mind now, which is interesting because Deadpool normally would belong to the a niche. Yeah. Right? He's this amalgamation yeah. of I think the darkest parts of comic fan, comic nerds, you know? Yeah. Kind of the adult content that that doesn't get put out there. And then finally in the nineties kind of came together and now Deadpool's known to the general public. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is really interesting because so I'd love to see where the superhero genre goes from here. It would be interesting. I mean there's already been some real artistic achievements in the genre, of course, like the Dark, the Dark Knight trilogy that uh-huh. Christopher Nolan did. I mean, I mean, there is a tradition of like really great cinematic directors doing superhero movies, like for instance, mm-hmm. Tim Burton, you know, Christopher Nolan, Sam Raimi. I mean, Sam Raimi is a hell of a director. Mm-hmm. I mean, one. he he honed his craft in the Evil Dead series. I would have you know? loved to have seen. A cinematic universe did back then, like there's yeah. a there's a, sh- a small reference made to Doctor Strange and Spider Man Two. Mm-hmm. Is there? I don't yeah, remember that. there's a reference. Um, they're suggesting names for Doctor Octopus, and he says Doctor Strange, and he says that's good, but it's taken. Oh, <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. What's yeah, about? so that was a cool that was a cool little reference, and that got me thinking one day. I mean, if they hadn't screwed it up with Spider Man Three. Which is all right, but yeah. the storyline kind of, for me, it just wasn't continuable after that because, I don't know, that would have been a cool shared universe, though, if it they could have been. made something like that work back then. It could have been, but back then, movie studios didn't think beyond trilogies, you know? I yeah. mean, and to me, trilogies are still the best way to present a fully contained story. I mean, Marvel showed that it could be done, and to be fair, cinematic universes have existed since, you know like the Universal Monster movies, that's a cinematic universe in its own right. Yeah. You know? The MCU still does trilogies, actually, even within... Yeah. I mean, there's only... There's three Iron Man movies. There's three Captain Americas. There's three Thors. 
There's going to be four Avengers, but that's because the last two kind of work together. Yeah, and, and it's because that that framework still works perfectly. Yeah. I mean, three movies is a very self-contained. Eventually, if you start to, you know, lose steam, it becomes apparent by that third movie, and you can just pretty much let it go by then. Now, Deadpool, I understand it, is not even going to do a Deadpool 3. Uh, I think Ryan Reynolds said that there's really only so many places you can take the character because each movie, to have a self-contained story, you've got to put them in a dark spot again. Wait, you're better than this. Join us. Use your powers for good. Heads up. Be a superhero. Listen, the day I decide to become a crime-fighting shit-swizzler who rooms with a bunch of other little whiners at the Neverland Mansion of some creepy, old, bald, Heaven's Gate-looking motherfucker, on that day, I'll send your shiny happy ass a friend request. But until then, I'm gonna do what I came here to do. Either that, or slap the bitch out of you. Wait. Hey. Zip it, Sinead. Hey, douche pool. And I hope you're watching. <sighs> Quite unfortunate. That does it! That's not good. Wait, please. Cock shot. Oh, your poor wife. You really should stop. All the dinosaurs feared the T-Rex. I promise this gets worse for you, big boy. This is embarrassing. Please, stay down. You ever hear of the one-legged man in the ass-kicking contest? Do you have off switch? Yeah, it's right next to the prostate. Or is that the on switch? No. <laughs> Let us go talk to the professor. McAvoy or Stewart? These timelines are so confusing. Oh, dead or alive, you're coming with me. You'll recover, Wade. You always do. You ever see 127 hours? Spoiler alert. Oh my god. Nasty. Oh, there's the money shot, baby. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. This movie was made, Robert, on a pretty small budget. What what was it? It was like not even fifty or sixty million dollars. Yeah, I think you're right. And it made about three hundred fifty something million dollars. Just the weekend. Just too. in just oh, yeah. here domestically. Yeah, I was looking at it, and they gained. I mean, three times their profit on opening night, opening weekend. Wow. That's crazy. So there was just a huge number of comic book fans and movie fans that just came in just wanting that kind of movie. Oh, yeah. Wanting a movie like Deadpool, an R-rated movie that was funny, entertaining, and not off-putting. And that's where Deadpool succeeds in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And although there was a little bit of a gap between the critical and audience responses and everything, I mean, it wasn't that wide. It's very, very favorable reviews. Yeah, very favorable reviews. I mean... I really haven't read in very many negative reviews of this movie at all, honestly. I think 
anybody that wasn't really impressed by it saw it as a fine movie in its own right. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, you know. Well, if this movie has flaws, what would those flaws be? I can't really say that it has flaws. It's kind of like got this quality that it does exactly what it tries for. It doesn't fail anywhere in its intentions. I'm sure that for some people that's probably why it didn't work is because it did everything it was supposed to do, you know, and it just didn't reach out to them, you know. It just didn't. It didn't cross any barriers as much yeah. as you think it would, besides obviously breaking the fourth wall, but that's, that's kind yeah. of a different, that's in a different, you know, and subject. L- like we said earlier, I mean, remember, Deadpool was very much a niche, almost third tier character yeah. before they yeah. elevated him to movie status like this. Right. And once again, we're watching the scene on the screen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and I just lost my train of thought, but it's that's okay. <laughs> so you... Ash and you, Dakota, you saw the second movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robert and I haven't seen the second it's movie. It's even more meta than the first one. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. Get, they get crazy, man. Mm. What do you think, Robert? Do you think that we need to finally sit down and watch Deadpool 2? Yes, we do. We have to, pretty much. Especially since there's not going to be a third one. Sad day. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got to see Deadpool 2. We got to do an episode on that. Like, certainly got to do an episode on it. Maybe in season mm-hmm. three or four, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Well, like, we pretty much have season two pretty much sequenced out all, and everything. Yes. We already know the movies that we're going to be doing. But there will be an X-Force movie, right? Wasn't that recently, like, announced or something like that? That's what they want to do, I heard. I heard yeah. they want to do X-Force. Kind of uh, makes sense. It, w- it would keep it going without making Deadpool the main character. Yeah. And so you yeah. don't have to worry about breaking him down and building him up again like you were talking about. I believe he would still appear in it. And he I just believe won't be the central he just focus. won't be the central character. Exactly. Plus, they didn't they show in the second movie that he could totally work well with uh, other characters? Yeah. Kind they, of side characters? They have X-Force in the second movie, actually. They started it. Oh, I see. So, um, so they're just, just going to Just most everyone died off. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I mean, not, not saying that... You know, Colossus and Megasonic aren't great side characters. Oh yeah, yeah. and he he does he does work off of them rather well. It was actually really interesting to see because these are almost like random X Men. You know, it's <laughs> like they they picked ra- two random X Men to do Did, it. Didn't but they it, reference, it worked well together? Didn't they reference that at some point? In yeah, the well, because where? they do it, and where he's in, I think X Men Castle, and he says, "When do I get to meet the?" Uh, I think it happens in the second one, right? He says, "When do I get to meet the real X Men?" And they're behind the doors, and they just shut the doors. Yeah. You know? Oh, he, what? Yeah. In the second movie, he makes yeah. A yeah. You actually see nice. all the other X Men besides Colossus and Megasonic, That's which hilarious. establishes where exactly it is in the timeline. Exactly. But they reference it a little bit in this movie too. Yeah. They even make fun of the fact that, like, in universe, you know, like the the characters either that or, or it was the opening credits says that they couldn't afford. It was closer to the end of the movie, to towards the final fight. Yeah, and he says that they can't afford to. Uh, the studio couldn't afford to hire other X-Men yes. to yeah. appear. <laughs> so they Which just is hilarious. I love that. Colossus is pretty well known. Oh, but, yeah. But Negasonic yeah. Teenage Warhead, I think that was like probably, I think that I think she was in the comics, but I think it was just a random name. And I don't think the character has the same abilities or something. Does she have the name Negasonic Teenage Warhead? Is that her full name? Like in I, canon? I, I think that is actually a character. Or was she just bullshitting? Because I was just like... <laughs> yeah, kinda, no, kinda sounds she's, like, a, she's a character... In the canon, in the comics, oh, okay. just probably not a very major character. Yeah. Or, you know, she'd be the character like Jubilee in the 90s X-Men cartoon series, right, Robert? Animated series, right? 
Yeah, she was pretty much just a jamsel in distress and nothing more. Pretty awesome. What what was her ability? It was just pretty much to generate fireworks. <laughs> How the, what the fuck are you going to do generating fireworks? I mean, at, at least Megasonic, she has a real ability that's destructive. Yeah. You know, like she can fuck up a few city blocks, it looks like, with her power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting character, too. She really is. I'm, that, uh, I'm actually quite intrigued by her, you know? That rebel character. And then she has a girlfriend in the second one. She does? Yeah, she does. Oh, that's does. awesome. Right on, right on. And But she also is a perfect foil for Deadpool as well. Yeah. Just, you know, she's younger. It's funny, yeah, because they give you, like, this Colossus who's, like, an older... He's also a funny guy, yeah. but he also is... He's, like, what do you call it, the straight man? Yeah, he's him. the straight and man. And so he's, to you know, he, he totally blocks all of Deadpool's jokes. You know, he just throws them in the, in the way, you know. But say, so does he, she, you know, but yeah, she's, like, yeah, a younger she, generation. Yeah, she's kind of an it. extension of that a little bit. Exactly. But, yeah, hopefully we'll be seeing more of the Deadpool franchise on the big screen in the future. I would love to see another movie with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. I mean, he pretty much encapsulates everything that the character is in every way, pretty much. Hey, when they play those Toon Blast Ryan Reynolds ads, I don't skip them. I don't either. Those are, my, those are the only ads on YouTube I watch. Yeah, I'll actually yeah. watch through them because Ryan Reynolds is so yes. entertaining. He really is. I mean, that was great. a genius move on their part. To yeah, I, I, I know what y'all are talking about. Those are hilarious co- yeah. fucking advertisements. They really are. The idea is to get you hooked in the first five seconds before you can click skip. Mm-hmm. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, five seconds to get you hooked. And there's very Ryan, few and Ryan Reynolds. And there's very it. few of those ads that work out that way. Exactly. I skip almost all of them except maybe that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up, ladies and gentlemen. Wrap it up. What are your guys? What are your final thoughts on Deadpool? We'll start with Robert. Go ahead, Robert. Oh, it was a great movie, even if. I just seen it the second time, but yeah, can't wait to watch the second one. Oh man, that's gonna be great, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ash, how about you? What are your final thoughts? I love Deadpool. Uh, probably my second favorite superhero, and the movie franchise as a whole is really am- among my top favorites. I love Deadpool. I, I think uh, he's such an interesting character. It's such a well written story. The humor, everything, the action scenes, like. This isn't your typical superhero movie, and it's actually pretty good. It's surprisingly, like, just really good quality as a standalone movie, you know? It certainly is. And how about you, Dakota? What are your final thoughts on Deadpool? I love the character. The he's not a he's not a superhero, you know. They give you that, yeah. And he's he's like this anti-hero, but they play it so well, you know. He and Ryan Reynolds, no one else could do it, but Ryan Reynolds, like we mentioned earlier, you know. And so this this character is just. Oh, super well built, like Ash said, and he's also still a very good person. And yeah, and he has good intentions. They tease that a lot, a lot. Yeah, that he's and he knows actually a good guy at heart. You know, (laughs) he just blew that dude's head off. What? What's that, Robert? Just blew that guy's head off. Oh yeah, (laughs) we're we're at the point where he blows Francis's head off. That's really really hilarious. Classes is great as he was talking to him about being a hero. Yeah, (laughs) that that would be the time. Yeah, that that scene happens is right whenever I say that he's a he's a well-intentioned character at heart, <laughs> and, then and then he blows homeboy's head out. While the one scene where he has a chance to prove it and fails, while Colossus is droning on about being a hero. But see, that's the thing is, Deadpool doesn't have to be a. He is a hero, and you, and you yeah. do feel sympathy for the character. And you know what? So what that he kills the guys. He's a cool hero, you know. 
Well, quite a few of our heroes in our popular culture do that anyways. Yeah. I don't know why we ever maintain this idea that they're not supposed to kill anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's such a, it's a trope from, from the 60s, you know? It's from the Hayes Code back It sucks, too, because DCs do it, too. All superheroes now are doing that, you know? Yeah. Like, you see uh, Green Arrow... Mm-hmm. He he starts out killing people in the first season, and then by the second season, he doesn't kill yeah. anymore. Daredevil movies. How do you not kill yeah. people with arrows? He doesn't. He always I just don't know. hits them on the arm, hits them somewhere, <laughs> uh, uh, hangs them from rooftops. You know, it's just yeah. his way of doing it. Yeah. Well, my final thoughts on Deadpool is this movie rocks. I'm oh, so yeah. entertained by it. I w- I look forward to watching it again. I look forward to watching the sequel. I don't really think that it's flawless, but at this point. I'm still trying to find what those flaws are. Like, really. Oh, yeah. But that like, that said, I'm not going to call it flawless. You know, I just really, really, really need to look for those. Like, very, very closely. Yeah, good point. But other than that, I mean, I love movies that are funny and kind of graphic and just have their own little world and their own little little thing about them. And that's what this movie has in spades. And yeah. I think that... I want to see more from Ryan Reynolds. That's for sure. Yeah, I'd like to see him do a lot more serious roles, even. This movie's a solid four point five out of five for me. If we're doing ratings, I, I don't really think that we should rate this movie. Like, I mean, this yeah. is more of analysis here. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I I think that it's definitely a top tier movie, and everybody should go out of their way to own this movie and to buy it definitely and to watch it. It's definitely great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that pretty much does it for us. We are Collateral Cinema. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Chill Lover Radio. We're on Lofty Radio TV as well. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on YouTube. We are on Tumblr. We are on WordPress. And we are also on Spotify. I don't know if I said that already. (laughs) We're everywhere Just search us up very very soon We are going to be on many other platforms Thanks to Chill Lover Radio We're going to be on SoundCloud We're going to be on MixCloud We're going to be on all kinds of platforms Oh yeah So y'all can uh, share us with your friends And uh, if any of them follow on one of those platforms You know, come check us out on there Yeah, yeah You're going to be able to find us almost everywhere Pretty much Here very, very, very shortly And uh, go follow our individual accounts too yeah, yeah, you definitely want to follow our individual accounts. And especially on iTunes, give us a rating and a review. We definitely want to hear feedback from everybody on this show. So far, we've gotten positive feedback. I mean, I have yet to hear anything bad about our show here. So seriously, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what's what you think. Let us know what's going on here. And don't forget to follow uh, Collateral Gaming, too, that Ash and I are doing. Yes, there will be a new Collateral Gaming pilot episode coming out very, very soon. I've yeah, it should be out by the time you, you guys release this episode, because I'm trying to wrap up editing this week yeah. and get it out, Because, and uh, hopefully we'll have that structure out there for you so you guys will have new content every week, either from cinema or gaming. Hell yeah. Well, that does it for us. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. We are Collateral Cinema, and go watch Deadpool. Out. Out.
Collateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators. Please don't sue us. We're poor.